You're listening to A Day in the Life of Nellie B, the podcast. This episode of A Day in the Life of Nellie B is sponsored by Arome Candle Company. Hey guys, it's Agil Shanali, Kate Nellie B, and today I'm finally sitting down here to talk to you all about my anxiety. Now, I've never really gone in depth on, you know, my whole story of anxiety. I would just share minor things here or there. Would be like on my Instagram stories or on my Facebook page or in conversation with other persons, whether on social media or face to face. And I really wanted to just take the opportunity to really share with you all what I have been experiencing for, I don't know, practically all of my life. The first time I recall ever experiencing like a panic attack or any type of anxiety, I was a child. I was probably about seven or so, six or seven. And we were learning to swim. My mom had enrolled my sister and I in classes at the community pool in our area. And my sister took to the water like a fish. Me? Uh-uh. I'm not going in that water. It's not even a case of I'm not going in that water. I was scared, petrified, and very uneasy about going in the water. I was not here for it. Nope, was not here for it. I don't want to hear anything about that. Even at the beach as a child, we would go in a bit, but still, I was very uneasy. I think I would consider my life uneasy. For exams in my secondary, uh, like CXE and CAPE, I was uneasy. I remember having a breakdown probably about a month or so before CXE. I was on the phone with a friend crying my eyes out because I despised exams. And, you know, teachers would drill into you. Oh, how you did in mock exams is how you would do in your final exams. And I did okay in mock exams, but I I didn't feel like if I I did good enough. And I was legit worried that I wasn't going to pass my subjects. And I was freaking out in tears on the phone with a friend of mine. You know, yeah, I had little friends in secondary school and he's there. Poor thing. He don't know what to do. <laughs> and he's just trying to calm me down because we were in lessons together. And he's like, no, girl, get, don't worry yourself. He said, you'll be topping in maths lessons class. Shout out to the crew who used to take maths lessons with Miss Simmons down in Esperance Village. Down, um, Duncan Village, Philippine side. Y'all know yourselves. And I did Okay. For CXC, I think I'd want to, I think I did pretty all right. But something as simple as you telling me, hey, Shall I want to talk to you about it. Or talk to you about something, rather. But we'll talk later. Set me off. As minor. Some people be like, oh, okay, cool, we'll talk later. Me and Michael, okay, no, you can tell me now. What is it about? Is it something serious? Is it, is it something really important? So, you can tell, so why can't you tell me now? I will start with you. Why can't you tell me right now? Can you at least give me a summary? Give me a synopsis? Why can't you talk about it now? I will nag you until you at least give me an idea what it is. You can put my anxiety at ease. That's who I've always been. You could ask my sister. You could ask any of my close friends. 
could ask my boss because <laughs> she has seen some of my little moments and like if she has something she wants to tell me that's kind of important she'll be like this is not a buff because she will see my face literally like I'll look like a day in headlights and I'll be like oh god what did I do what happened did I do something wrong am I in trouble um um, how can I fix it? I don't even know what it is, but like, how can I fix it? You know, I literally start, my heart, my heartbeat starts going. My palms are sweaty. I start shaking. I feel like a tightness in my chest. I am ready to black out. I started getting panic attacks uh, probably about 10 years ago. I started getting them less than 10 or so. Nah. I did get them in between, but I think that those panic attacks came out of relationship issues. Nonetheless, I still got them. However, the crux of it getting really bad, like really, really, really bad, was uh, I believe it would have been in the year 2012 into 2013 or so. I was unemployed for a while, and after some incidents that happened, regarding my family i'm not gonna go into that right now maybe another day but some incidents regarding my father in particular i was anxious because i was always concerned for him and the thing about it is i started having nightmares violent nightmares and i think that made things worse i started to not be able to sleep any night so i remember i would talk to my girlfriend Leanne Leanne when she would work night shift I would keep her company while she was on work or my friend Orchid when Orchid was up doing her academic work I would keep her company too because I was up and I couldn't sleep because I was worried for the nightmares these nightmares would have me crying these nightmares would have me freaking out and I think the only person who knew what I was going through regarding the nightmares was my boyfriend, now husband. I never told my family. God told my sister, though, which is kind of funny because God used my, my younger sister to hit me some serious messages. Like when I wasn't working, she would come in my room and she'd be like, Gil, I was praying and God's here to tell you not to feel depressed. And she's like, you're feeling depressed? And I would shake it off and I'd be like, nah, I'm not depressed. She's like, you feeling anxious? And I'd be kind of like, uh... I don't know. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. And I would lie to her until I was okay when I was not anywhere near okay at all. I would have panic attacks in my room by myself time and time again. And then in the more recent years, give or take probably three to four years ago, the panic attacks really kicked in. My family doesn't know this. If they ever listen, they'll hear it now. The panic attacks got really bad. And I would just tell my mom, Mom, I'm going to the hospital. I feel like I cannot breathe. I feel like if my chest is tightening up and my heart is beating irregularly. And she said, we'll get to the hospital. So I would go. They would hook me up to the ECG machine. They would check my other vitals, etc. And everything would read fine. And over the course of, I would say, eight months or so, I'd been to the hospital about four times because of that same kind of feeling. And by the fourth time, it just happened. One of the doctors who was there, she was there, I think, a previous time when I came in. And she's like, you know what? She sat me down and she was like, are you experiencing anxiety, depression, uh, 
How do you feel? Do you feel down? Do you feel on edge? Do you feel nervous about things? And she and I had a conversation and she's like, okay, I'm going to refer you to the psych clinic. I was like, brr? You know those scenes in the movies where like the music stops and you hear like that DJ sound effect? That is what happened at that point in time. I was like, what? Psych clinic? Part of me still held on to that Caribbean stigma that if you go into a psychiatrist, you're crazy. Which eventually for my own my own my own mental health, I had to let go of. So I joined the psych clinic and I was in it for a while. And we would meet every oh, every month or every other month. We would meet and talk and medication was discussed and I didn't want to do medication. But I learned a lot of coping mechanisms. I spoke to the doctor there and she was really understanding, clinical, but understanding of how I felt. And she tried to help me cope and I was doing okay. Eventually, I stopped going. And I think that was to my detriment because a while after the panic attack started again, once I found myself under a lot of stress, The panic attacks would come like a bushfire all over the place, swarming. It would happen so often, so much. And I just, I couldn't deal. I really could not deal. When I started to stress out, that is what would happen. And it made things really hard for me to function, to focus on work, to just focus on life on a whole. And I felt as though I couldn't tell my family anything. So the person that really knew was my best friend and my boyfriend now husband so i ended up back at a doctor ended up private she and i spoke she uh the ecg me again we spoke in-depth discussion etc etc and she's like general anxiety disorder i'm like what she's like yeah general anxiety disorder She said it's like a heightened sense of nervousness where you feel literally on edge all the time and you tend to be triggered. And I don't mean, I don't use the word triggered like how social media uses the word triggered, like, oh, you know what I mean? But you're easily like, okay, it's basically like I am operating on a slightly higher level of adrenaline, if that's the best way I could describe it. So they gave me medication she said for three months, they gave me a tablet called fluoxetine. I think I'm saying it right. And for those three months, oh, wow. Let me tell you something. I felt so awesome to an extent. But let me just talk about the awesome. I felt so good. I was able to process my emotions better. I was able to... to be a little more pragmatic and logical and less emotional. Not that being emotional is necessarily a bad thing, but in a case of being under stress, which I realize stress is one of my biggest triggers, instead of leaning more towards freaking out, I would lean the other way more towards, okay, trying to find a solution. It really leveled me out. However, it really dulled me down. 
in the sense that I felt as if the bubbly, always happy, always smiley Chanel wasn't quite there. I mean, I would laugh, I would smile and stuff, but that spark that I, I, that I believe that I have within me wasn't there. It dulled me down. And good God, did it kill my sex drive. I ain't even gonna lie to Oli about this. It kills your sex drive. Oh my goodness. Ugh. <laughs> but by the time the three months were up and I started to come off of it and it started to come out of my system, I felt like I was in a place where my spark was coming back. But I also wasn't feeling the the on edge feeling that I tend to feel when I know I'm dealing with a bout of anxiety that was coming on. And I enjoyed this period. But then I would also think about the fact that, okay, as I I wean off of this stuff, maybe the anxiety is going to come back. And so I started to worry. And then I brought on more anxiety. And then I wasn't helping myself any better. So I remember talking to... My friend Renee, Renee is a yoga instructor. I had done a class with her before and it was pretty cool. Now, the whole Christian um, reaction to yoga is mixed. There's some people who are like, they just do the positions. There's some people who say, no, all of it's not good. For me, if there was any takeaway that I got, not just in my session with Renee, but also with uh, in our conversation, because I consider her a very good friend and I talk to her, we talk to each other often, is uh, the power of breath and breathing. Because when I start panicking and I feel like I can't breathe and all these different things, I literally have to try and still, my sh- still myself, besides like the shaking and the cold sweating and the, 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 my heart bouncing all over my chest, and I just have to focus and start taking a deep breath one and then the other and then the other so that my body gets the oxygen that it needs and my heart rate slows down so ever since she and I spoke about that I try to implement that as often as I can in terms of me trying to keep a panic attack at bay breathing helps so much prayer helps so much too and it is a different type of prayer in terms of you know a lot of us would be like there's this this fervent prayer and god and yes lord and we have to when i pray when dealing with anxiety i take my time and talk to god i take a deep breath and i be like god i know you hear me Keep me calm. Send your peace. Help me to overcome this feeling I'm experiencing. So just keeping a sense of calm while I talk to God, that helps as well. Nature helps me a lot too. If you guys follow me on Instagram or on my social media, like I always tell you, throw me in the bush somewhere near a mass of water. Could be river, could be ocean i don't care once it's nature and once it's clean i am there i spent the weekend up at toko easter weekend 
And let me tell you something. It was so amazing. Uh, we drove up all the way to Matlot. We stopped by Shark River. We 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 stopped and we spent the afternoon at the River at Grand Rivier. We stayed right in Mission Toko, literally right on the beach. So we took a dip there. And let me tell you, I had such a wonderful time. Nature re-energizes me in a way that I just cannot explain. And I just sit and I just soak it in and I get a sense of peace. Now, one of the ways that I treat with my anxiety is a bit more preventative. So it's not really a coping mechanism that I would implement when I feel like I'm having an anxiety attack. Rather, it's something I would do to just maintain an overall level of calm. And that is aromatherapy. Now, I've been doing a lot of research and apparently research shows that scents have an effect on the body, on your emotion and how you feel. So some scents can hype you up, some scents can arouse you, and some scents can keep you calm. Now, what would keep you calm would vary from person to person, but for me, jasmine's warm vanilla tones those kind of scents really just soothe me and it's like the scent hugs me if that makes any sense at all once i light something with those kind of tones or scents to it it just chills me out it's really uh relaxing it's really soothing for me so when i met up with arome candle company i got some of their wax melts i believe it was beach walk and let me tell you something that thing smelled so good that i i would use it sparingly because i didn't want it to run out too fast and i'm down to my last block and i'm dying i need to get more And then she reached out to me and she sent me her hidden message candle, which I think is pretty cool because when you light this woodwick candle, it reveals a message as the wax melts. And the message that that I saw when the candle melted was the beginning part of 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, etc., which was part of the reading that my husband and I used on our wedding day. So that was really special for me. And also, the scent was sweet tonka. So you got some amber, you got some vanilla, and sweet tonka bean. It smells sweet, it smells vanilla, it smells slightly spicy, and it is such a comforting and relaxing scent for me. So that in itself helps me to always try to maintain a space of calm and relaxation when I'm home so that I can just leave anytime I step out. I'm just cool, calm and collective and better prepared to deal with my anxiety. The main thing for me in dealing with my anxiety is maintaining balance and maintaining a level of peace. So I got a few questions on my anxiety. I reached out to my Instagram family And one of them asked, how did you figure out your triggers? By experience, (laughs) my biggest trigger is stress. This is what I've come to realize. Other minor things, like for example, driving used to legit make me anxious. Now I could say I could comfortably drive almost anywhere. But... Most of my triggers 
I found out when I experienced an anxiety attack because of it. That's how I found out when a situation happens and I'm like, oh shit, I can't breathe. What is going on? Okay, note to self, try and keep away from that because now I know that that is a trigger. Another question I got is, what do you think is your biggest trigger? Like I said, stress is my biggest, my main and my biggest trigger. Uh, my job is a little demanding. It's flexible, but it's also demanding. And within the past uh, year or so, there has been a lot of changes. And that has taken a toll on me in different ways for different reasons. But um, the stress that came along with those changes, oh, let me tell you all something. 2018 was a hard year for me in terms of my anxiety. Like, I was legit ready to go back on medication that I had come off of. I think what was my saving grace for 2018 was getting married. Because that gave me something to focus on. And fortunately for me, and oh God, thank you, Father. Fortunately for me, my wedding was stress-free. The only thing that really gave me any stress... (laughs) <laughs> was was meeting with uh, the priest in charge of my parish but water under the bridge I'm not even fussed about that anymore it is what it is so then that was something I could focus on for 2018 that really got rid of a lot of the stress that happened I would say mid-year literally leading up to the wedding so if I didn't have the wedding to focus on oh my goodness I would have probably lost my mind I'm not even I'm, I mean I'm cracking up about it a little bit now but I honestly would have uh, honestly would have had a very very horrible meltdown had I not had something to focus on during that time and another question that I got is How do you explain to people that certain things are difficult for you because of your anxiety? You pretty much answered the question there yourself. I let them know, look, this makes me severely uneasy. I am not comfortable. Now, there's this saying, oh, you have to experience new things. If you want to experience new things, if you want to grow, you have to be uncomfortable. And truly, that is, there is some truth to that. but, But at the same time, If this is something that is going to make you freak out, going to make you pass out, depending on what it is, because if it's something minor, there are ways that you can gradually work yourself around it. For example, I had a very, 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 very bad anxiety about driving. Now I just drive all over the place. But it took me stepping out of my comfort zone a little bit. Did I freak out? Yes, I did. But... Each time, I freaked out a little less and a little less. But sometimes there are some things that will still make you freak out. What I suggest that you do is, yes, you let them know that this literally makes you severely uncomfortable, severely uneasy, severely almost freak out. But at the same time, I want to challenge you to step out of your comfort zone a little bit. 
whatever it is that triggers you, try to face it bit by bit, piece by piece. And for me, at least, I've learned that it gets a little easier. With my stress, it's a little different because I have... uh, like stress is stress comes in different ways and different things, so it's not like I could be like, okay, this type of stress, that type of stress, no. But when things start to feel like when things are piling up, when things have me feeling I'm a bit overwhelmed and I feel that anxiety coming on, I literally just stop, and I breathe, and I pray, and it helps, and then I'm able to focus a little bit. Sometimes I have to withdraw from what I have to deal with and kind of just give myself a chance before I can tackle it again. For those of you who follow me on Instagram and you guys watch my Instagram stories where I talk about my anxiety ever so often, I talk about the bench that I sit down on after work. When I've had a really stressful day, I sit on that bench. I mean, I sit on it other times as well too, but when I've had a relatively stressful, overwhelming day, I sit down there and I try to de-stress. So sometimes I sit down there until my husband gets home from work, which is probably about an hour and a half after I get home from work. And I sit there because I want to get rid of all that negative energy, all that uneasiness that has built up during the days that when I cross into my threshold of my home, I don't feel as anxious anymore. I firmly believe that my home, my my space, though be it small, is meant to be a sanctuary for me. Now, at this point in time, not on medication, I'm just coping naturally, trying to find balance in things. What has helped me in terms of anxiety towards other things and not feeling overwhelmed on a whole is how I have delegated things in my life. So instead of procrastinating, which I still do from time to time. I'm not going to deny this. (laughs) Instead of procrastinating, I try my best to do things a little bit at a time so that I don't feel as if everything is piling or everything is coming down on me like a ton of bricks. I try my best to prioritize, to to do a task list of things I need to complete by a certain time doesn't mean I'm gonna stress and be like oh god I didn't do this and deadlines tomorrow no it's not like that I just use my list as a guide so that I can keep myself on track keeping myself on track also helps prevent me from feeling overwhelmed and getting a panic attack too so for me I know that anxiety will always be a lifelong issue Especially if I'm not going to be medicated for it. I have decided I don't want to be medicated for it. So I know I'm going to have to deal naturally. I'm always going to just have to remember to breathe. Always going to have to remember to talk to God, to pray. And I'm always going to have to consciously keep myself on track in terms of my life. From being a wife, to being an employee, to being a daughter, to being a content creator and everything in between. It's not easy. Oh, God knows it is not easy, but I know that I will find my balance. And even when life may throw me another curveball, I will readjust and find my balance again. So guys, let me know, how do you manage your anxiety? 
do you even suffer with anxiety if you don't and you're always cool calm collective and not panicked like i tend to be hit me up i would love to have a conversation on that so let me know how do you guys otherwise deal with anxieties do you know your triggers how are you coping i always look forward to hearing your feedback as always thank you all so much for joining me until next time take care and god bless bye